Hey everyone, before you play this episode, I have a warning, especially for parents who have kids around. In about the middle of our interview with Whitney Hansen, she reveals something very personal that happened during her teenage years, a choice that sadly some young people make when facing very challenging times, and frankly, something that kids may have questions about that you may not be ready to answer for them. So this may be an episode that you might want to consider listening to when the kids are not around, but it is important. And I do hope you make the time to listen at the right time. My mom and I, one day we were walking and we found a mattress in the garbage can. And so we went home, we grabbed our car, threw this on the top of the car. It's really that ridiculous. We both like had our hands out the window, holding the mattress down and we took it home. But we were so freaking excited because for our family, that meant we didn't have to sleep on the floor. You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Welcome to a very important episode of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast. This is one that I hope you will make sure to listen to to the very end. If you are new to the show here at the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, we talk to successful people who share money stories that had an impact, a meaningful impact on their life. And they add in lessons for all of us from those stories and an everyday money tip that we can use right away. In this case, I have to admit, I was taken aback because our guest is someone that has a really upbeat personality, and you would really have no idea how much she has overcome. I've always been a fan, but my level of admiration and respect for her is at a whole new level, and I know it will be for you as well. Whitney Hansen is a money coach and the host of one of my favorite podcasts, The Money Nerds Podcast. As you will hear, her journey has been nothing short of astonishing. Here is Whitney Hansen. Hey, Whitney Hansen, you're a financial grown up. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Bobby. Thank you so much for having me. I'm stoked to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you because I am a huge fan of the Money Nerds podcast. Every week seems to get better and better. I'm obsessed, by the way, with your five tip Fridays. Thank you. Yeah, they are so fun. I love those too. Quick, actionable. It's the way I like it. We're going to talk more about the Money Nerds podcast after you share your money story, which you're going to get very candid here. It has to do with a tough time in your life. Your parents were going through a divorce and you were literally sleeping on the floor of a tiny apartment. Tell us your money story. I still get choked up about this too, even to this day, but it was a really tough time in my my life because my parents were going through this divorce and they were married for a long time, six kids. So they they had a really great life together. But my dad started a business and that business led to unhealthy habits. So he had really, I guess, some issues with boundaries. It was a 365, 24-7 business. And so he turned what was to the business? pallet distributing. What's that? Pallets like a, you always see them on Pinterest when people make like coffee tables and furniture and stuff from them. But it's uh, what carries goods across the country in semi trucks. So it's the the wooden like crates almost. That's what his business was was uh, fixing those up and selling them. 
Okay. And so had he had that business before your parents got divorced or was it a new thing? So that was another change. So it was before they officially got divorced. He started the business probably about 10 years before they officially divorced. And so it was just a really consuming business. He was terrible at delegating, could not find the right type of help. So instead of trusting people, he put all of that pressure on himself. And that led to having to take pallet calls at like two in the morning sometimes. It was just a nightmare. It really was. So then something happened with the mattress? Yeah. So with the mattress, after they divorced, my mom moved up to Boise and truly she left that relationship for her life. The abuse was getting so bad and it was just a terrible situation. And so she moved up to Boise making seven twenty five an hour at a hobby and craft store and trying to support six kids in this little two bedroom apartment. And we were so broke, Bobby, like we were broke. We didn't have any money at all. So we were sleeping on the floor. And my mom and I, one day we were walking and we found a mattress in the garbage can. And so we went home, we grabbed our car, threw this on the top of the car. It's really that ridiculous. We both like had our hands out the window holding the mattress down and we took it home. But we were so freaking excited because for our family, that meant we didn't have to sleep on the floor. And it was such a sad moment, but such a powerful one. I was 16 and I will never forget that. It taught me my first personal finance lesson. Tell us more about that. Well, I started to really reflect on that. And what I learned is that there's really a difference between a want and a need. And a lot of times we say that we we need something. Oh, I need to get this new shirt. I need to get this new mattress. I need to get whatever it is. But there's a huge difference between what we truly want and what we truly need. And so I always carried that with me throughout my entire adulthood. And my, my being a grown-up, I mean, that's something that I've always looked at is, is this truly a want, Whitney, or is this a need? And of course, it's like giving yourself permission to buy what you want on occasion, but always putting that in that perspective. Tell us more about that time in your life. I mean, how did you survive? How did you get other things? Were you able to get it through people that were helpful to you? Were you working as a 16-year-old? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the sad thing. When you come from a really poor poverty type situation, the family's all working together to support everybody. And so I had a my own job. I had a job when I was actually 14 is when I officially started working. But I bought the family car when I was 16. So my mom took out a loan. I made the payment and I paid for the car insurance. Like that's just the way we did it. We had a ton of help from um, our church was super great. They were really helpful from that perspective as well. But I didn't deal with it well. And I've actually never shared this publicly, but I was when I was 16, I was hospitalized for suicide. And oh my goodness. Yeah, it was a terrible time. It really was not great. But what I started learning from all of this stuff was that when you have control over your money, you have options. And that's what I decided when I was 16. I was never going to be stuck in a, in a really crappy situation because of money. I knew that was something I always wanted to have control over. What kind of conversations were you having with your mom? Because at 16, you're not that young. You know what's up. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely did know what was up. One of the biggest conversations that she shared with me was the importance of education. That was the one thing she had regretted her entire life. Her family did pretty well. Her parents died when she was really young. They did well enough that they left her some money for college, but she blew through it all with my dad. They just were very financially irresponsible. And so that was one of the big conversations was, Whitney, you need to get an education. You need to make sure you can take care of yourself no matter what. So that was always the focus of the conversation when I was a kid. And where were you in the sibling order? What were your other siblings doing at this time in your life? Second oldest. My oldest sister, she had quite a rough childhood herself, of course. So she ended up moving out of the house officially when she was 16. She moved in with her boyfriend at that time. She has four kids now, so she's doing super great. But she was running her own family. She got pregnant when she was 17 in high school. 
Wow, that's a lot going on. What is the lesson for our listeners from this? I think the biggest lesson is how much control you have when you have money. So when you have that money, instead of just immediately blowing it on stuff that we don't really need, if you start to prioritize your own financial responsibility, and as a woman especially, you have to be able to take care of yourself in some capacity. Now, that's not saying don't be a stay-at-home mom. If that's your dream, do it, but make sure that you have some skills that you can fall back on. And so I think that's one of the, the biggest lessons I can impart for people is just make sure you can take care of yourself, whether it's divorce or death or disease. We don't know what's going to happen in life with our partners. So you have to be able to really financially take care of yourself and be a grown up. That's so impactful what you're saying and really hits home with so many people because we don't know. It, it may be something like a divorce, but also sometimes people become injured. Your partner may lose their job. There could be a lot of unintended things that happen and things that you can't possibly plan for, but you have to always be able to have an income stream. Even if you take it up and down at different points in your life, having that ability and the education to do that is really important. Let's talk about your your everyday money tip that you brought. Oh, I love this. This is such a nerdy one, but it works wonders. My favorite tip in the world is for any person that's trying to better their financial life and doesn't quite know where their money's going to print off your past 30 days of your bank statement and or your credit card statement. Anymore, we have Venmo as well. That all counts. Print those off, have those sitting in front of you, and then assign three different categories that you tend to overspend on. So for me, it's eating out, it's coffee, and it's Amazon. Amazon's the worst for me. So I will print off those statements. I'll write those at the top and I will literally go line by line and highlight each of the different transactions as a specific color to make sure that I am looking at every single transaction. It works like crazy because you you have to highlight those transactions and you have to remember, I'm the one that swiped my card this many times. This is on me. And I think it's so much more personal than just like a roll-up thing. I love... Uh, apps and software. I think they're amazing. But when it's just a roll-up number, it's not the same as when you actually have to physically highlight those things. So it really does trigger a lot of changes in your financial life. So give us an example of something, especially when you first started doing this, that you noticed that you were surprised by. For me, I've always been pretty frugal because of my background. But what I can tell you is I did this in a group with a bunch of college students, actually. We were doing this exercise and one guy kind of looked up and he had this deer in the headlights look. He was all white. And I'm not a nurse, but I'm like, dude, are you all right? Like, do you need to get out of here? <laughs> like, what's going on? And he's like, well, I just finally realized how much I spent on eating out. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, how much did you spend? I spent $400. Now, I think you and I get that that's not necessarily good or bad. It's all a proportion of your income. But he told me his income was $800 per month. Oh, no. And I was like, well, homie, I think 50% going directly towards eating out is probably not great. But he had no idea because he was just mindlessly spending and not even paying attention. I think it's really normal. Yeah. A lot of us don't know. What about in your, in you, for you personally? What have you noticed? For what I've noticed, this is really interesting. Whenever I feel insecure or not so great about myself or I'm like dealing with some self-esteem issues or whatever it might be, I'm not feeling as confident. I tend to spend more money on clothes and things that I don't need. So I see this in my spending. If I'm having a crap week where I'm just not feeling great about myself, I don't feel like I'm cute enough, I don't feel like I'm skinny enough, whatever the heck it might be, I see that in my spending. So for me, I have to really pay attention to that and just monitor my spending to make sure if I do have a bad week, I'm not actually just blowing money because I'm not feeling super great about myself. 
Well, and what's good about that is with things like clothing, everybody, you can return it. Yes, you can. You haven't taken the tags off or anything. <laughs> That's right. So don't wear it. So versus like going out and eating, like the gentleman you were talking about. So it's that can be at least corrected, right? Absolutely. And I think that awareness is key. So when you do this, this exercise, you're going to get that awareness. So then you can start to say, am I okay with these charges? Or if you want to fix it, you can. And I think that's the beautiful thing. I love that. Let's talk more about the Money Nerds podcast because this is one of my go-tos and I love it that it's three days a week and you do different things. So you do Mondays, you talk about just kind of what you like. And then another day you have your sort of normal format where you do interviews. And then Fridays are always these five tips that are things you can really do in your life right away. Yeah, the podcast was, it was funny. I started it in 2016 after going to FinCon, the conference. And I think that's where we initially connected. Yes. I loved it. And it was just so interesting hearing everybody's stories and how they were doing all these really cool kind of weird things with money. And that's what inspired the whole podcast was I wanted to highlight and showcase everyday people that are doing amazing things and getting results and kind of pick their brain and glean what can we all learn from them. So that's what the podcast is all about. Every Wednesday, I interview experts and just chat with them and pick their brain. It's super fun. And then Mondays, it's just casual conversation. Here's what's currently inspiring me. And then, of course, Fridays are the the actionable tips to get people some quick results. I know we're all busy, so sometimes that five minutes or less is just a really refreshing perspective. I love it. I listen to it all the time when I'm going between different errands or running to pick up my son. It's perfect. So tell us where people can find out more about you and the podcast. Yeah, the best place is WhitneyHanson.com. That's kind of where my online hub is. And from there, there's links to the podcast, there's links to blog posts, there's lots of content. And that's the best place to begin is just either going directly there or searching for the Money Nerds podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Bobby. I appreciate you having me. Here's my take. Financial grown-up tip number one. If your financial problems are weighing on you mentally, you must get help. Please find the right professional. You are not alone. We've all been there. And there are many organizations out there that can work with your budget, even if that budget is zero. Many employers also offer mental health counseling that is often a free benefit. Financial grown-up tip number two. We talk a lot about apps and online resources for your finances on this show. And yes, there are a lot of resources also for mental health online. I'm going to give you links to some articles in the show notes that list options But here are some that stand out that are pretty popular. One is Talkspace. Another one is BetterHelp. And then Seven Cups of Tea, which is more of a peer-to-peer resource where someone maybe like you can uh, just be someone to listen to you and hear what's going on in your life. I want to caution you guys. I have no affiliation with any of these and I have not vetted them directly myself, but they are places to start and do your own homework. The show notes for this episode and all episodes of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast can be found on my website, bobbyrebell.com. You go to the Financial Grown-Up Podcast area. If you don't see the episode right at the top, you can search for it. Any keyword will work in the box at the top right. Also, transcripts for all of the shows are there as well. So think of it as your own Financial Grown-Up Library resource. Now, I do want your help. Please write a review. I don't get very many. And when I do get one, it's so special. It means that you guys are listening. And I love to hear your feedback. It takes just a few minutes. 
And it really also helps encourage others when they see the reviews to subscribe and check out the show so I can keep the show going, which honestly isn't always easy. Another way to help, a screen grab of the podcast while you are listening. Post it on social media and tag me so I know it's out there and also so I can thank you. You have no idea how much joy, pure joy, this brings me when I see someone is actually listening and getting something out of this. It means so much. While you're at it, please make sure you are subscribed to Whitney's podcast, The Money Nerds Podcast. And big thanks to Whitney Hansen for helping us all be financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.